Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Did you know that over 50% of Fortune 500 companies were actually launched during recessions? So what does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with NFTs? Why am I bringing that up? Right now, we're considered to be in NFT winter. And during this time, a lot of projects, they're delaying or they're not necessarily getting what they expected to get because the price of Ethereum is falling or whatever coin that it is that they're launching on. And all this uh, frustration and there's negativity and there's FUD, which is fear, uncertainty and doubt in the market. A lot of people are thinking, is this a good time to even launch a project? Or if you're someone uh, such as myself who doesn't really have a, a massive project. Sure, I'm giving away NFTs and I'm minting NFTs over on Wax. But what I'm talking about is like a big project where there's like teams and discords and all sorts of different things. Some people might be wondering, is this the market I really want to launch into? Or is this the market that I really want to buy into a new project? Should I mint during these conditions? What I'll definitely say is the reason why the majority of those Fortune 500 companies were started during recessions and bad times and what have you is because if you're going to bring your company to market during bad times, well, you must be a fully baked, well thought out company. And the reason why you're going uh, to market is because you need the monetization to actually keep growing. So as far as when it comes to a boom market, literally anything that you throw out there is going to make money. So a lot of these projects, I can think of the first one that I remember seeing and observing in my lifetime was the dot-com era. And there is a great documentary called Dot-Con. I think it was done by PBS, if I'm not mistaken. I remember seeing it in college in my finance class because the way he actually taught the class was he showed us all the negative sides and all the bad sides and all the frauds and all the crazy stuff that was going on. And then <laughs> he presented the actual course material so that way we could remember it. And it really worked. Anywho, during that thing, we saw these CEOs that were literally like any idea that you wanted to think of. Okay, I'm going to do petgorillas.com and we're going to put up a website and we're going to ship gorillas to people all over America. And somehow that idea was a million dollar company overnight. So you have all these like 20 year olds and 30 year olds that are launching these companies and like these kids like never even had a job in their life, but they have this idea. They know how to code some things and they present this to Wall Street and all this money just started flooding onto them. And so much so that legitimate companies started putting .com on their name just to be able to uh, associate with this. But anyways, I'm saying all that to say during these times when like money is just literally flooding into the market, all these half-baked ideas were coming to uh, market, right? So during this time, such as NFT winter that we're supposedly in right now, all the projects are not necessarily minting out at uh, the rate that they were before and there's not as much hype and everything. The people that are really in the space right now that are minting are like the diehard NFT people or the diehard followers of whoever's creating this thing really believe in the project or whatever it is. But generally speaking, it's not just, hey, put it on the blockchain and it's going to sell out now. And you're going to see that founders and people are starting to put in a lot more work and thought into these projects. Okay, what sort of utility can go into it? How am I going to make this experience a lot better for uh, the community and all these roadmaps and the plans and all these things are going to start to become a lot more robust than uh, before where it was literally like, yeah, we're just going to throw out some random ideas and hopefully uh, we sell 10 
and thousands of these things. So yes, there is that side as someone who is a founder now that there is higher expectation, there's more scrutiny, seeing all these projects failing and all this fear, uncertainty and doubt does put some pressure onto you to really deliver, not to just put nice things on paper, but actually roll out the plan and deliver and execute on those things. And honestly, a lot of that comes down to the founders itself. And I know in this space, a lot of us to be either pseudonymous <laughs> using some sort of like a stage name, an NFT name, or completely anonymous who are just not even willing to uh, say their name or show their face or anything, that is going to uh, hinder a lot of projects. I'm not saying that those aren't legitimate projects because you can be legitimate and anonymous or synonymous for uh, whatever reason. Not everyone has to uh, be like me. There aren't too many people with my name on the uh, internet, what have you. You can find me pretty quickly, not to mention how many people in Jamaica are speaking about NFTs right now. So <laughs> I'm not really hiding, although I do have that pseudonym when I'm tweeting as Tropic Vibes and what have you. But as a founder of a project, to be able to go out there and put your name on it, put your face on it, and have your reputation at stake, it is very important. The majority of businesses, when people are investing in businesses or their, our banks are loaning out uh, their money, I, I've spoken to quite a few people that have been in the position to lend money, including my father. When he was actually taking out the loan to start his business back in the 80s as a young man, he was originally denied for it. However, the assistant manager of that branch went to bat for him on his personal character. And that is what a lot of these projects and companies are dependent on. It's okay. Anyone can put an amazing idea on paper. Now, how do I know that you're going to deliver, especially in a recession or the winter of NFTs and all those different things? It's, well, what is your track record? Now, a lot of people, they have uh, started three, four or five companies. They've built communities. They have uh, a track record of going from zero to a billion and all sorts of different things. Those people, they have a lot more reputation, a lot more at stake to actually deliver. And quite a few projects over on Ethereum that I've been looking into, and I will definitely say it is primarily because of the founders and the communities that they're building and the faith that their communities have in the founders as to why I'm going into that project. I might buy some anonymous things on Wax or wherever it is for a few dollars here and there if I like the art, I like the project. But if I'm going into Ethereum and I'm getting ready to spend a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars on something, I want to know what is that person doing? Why should I have faith in them? Because the way I see it, although I'm getting benefits, let's say there's some utility, until all of that starts to roll out, it's like a promissory note. I'm basically giving you a loan or uh, investing in your company as a, a startup founder or whatever it might be. And I'm hoping that you're able to deliver. One of the projects that I said that I bought into was the NFT 365 project. And a lot of the information that I know about Ethereum-based NFTs was actually through interacting in his Discord, in uh, listening to the podcast, connections with uh, the community. And we start to talk about a lot of things because if you listen to my podcast, you can know that I spent a lot of my time as basically a collector and just really standing, seeing how all this stuff works, Having I'm having fun over on wax but then i'm trying to see how can this work in the bigger picture for businesses and how can this work for developing uh, countries and small economies and quote unquote the little guys to help them to benefit from all of this awesomeness that is how i was exploring this 
space and looking into it. I was a fan of Ethereum as a blockchain and ETH as a cryptocurrency. I was not really looking into NFTs for my own personal value, my own personal use on Ethereum until I really started to follow that project and I'm seeing what he's actually doing, the goal that he has and how he's minting 365 every single day. I look at the huge social influence that he's built up, all the followers, all the things that he has scaled. That is definitely what sold me on the project. And I was like, okay, yeah, I listened to this guy for maybe a month. I look at what he's doing and I just looked at and consumed all the stuff. And I said, okay, he has a track record of delivering. So yeah, $365, boom. That might not sound like anything for a lot of people. There was the Founders Pass, which is 1.1 ETH at the time. And some people might say, okay, that's way out of my league. But, or some people might even say the 365 was out of my league. But what I'm saying is the reason why I was able to just quickly get into that is because I was looking at the track record of the founder and these other projects that I'm now looking into uh, with Ethereum, literally, I am looking at them as if I am investing into a company. Would I lend a thousand dollars or whatever it is to so, uh, some random person in my family? I love them, but I know that money is as good as gone as soon as I uh, release it out of my hands. No, I'm not going to lend it to them. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, bank on them giving me a return or bank on them delivering value to me. And somehow, basically, it is a gift, right? There are some people that are just like that. So, no, I'm not not going to buy into their NFT project because the art is amazing. Honestly, I can find uh, graphic designers. As a matter of fact, I used to make my money designing graphics and websites and logos and things like that for people. That's not going to impress me. Don't get me wrong. I like art. I like design and all that stuff. But when I'm giving you my hard-earned money, there's a lot more into it than that. And I'm not just one who has just some massive bankroll of a crypto that I can just afford to just throw a thousand here, throw a thousand there. And if uh, one in 10 of these actually works out, then okay, great. If it goes to the moon and the rest of them, you know, I'll just eat the cost of that. No, that is not how I operate. I am <laughs> not in a position to be able to do that. So when I go into these projects, literally, I am looking at it as, okay, is this the cousin or the family member that I would actually loan to? Or is this one that I know that I should stay absolutely far from and we can talk, we can hang out? But no, you are not getting my money in any kind of way unless it's like a, a gift in the sense that, okay, yeah, I'm going to get you some lunch. I'm going to get you coffee, whatever it is. That's a different thing than saying, okay, hey, can you spot me $2,000 to uh, start a company? No, that is a completely different thing. So going back to the whole thing with this NFT winter and evaluating a lot of these companies and seeing what's going on, I think a lot of people are getting caught up in the art and they're caught up in the actual fact that, oh, if it's on Ethereum, then well, yeah, it has to go up because OpenSea is awesome and all that. No, that is not necessarily true. Or a lot of people are saying, well, this is uh, put out by some influencer or a big brand. So therefore, it has to be good. N no, <laughs> again, not necessarily true what track record does that influencer have? Like, sure, that person can put up a picture of their lunch and get 100,000 likes, but what track record do they really have of building a business or a community? If they have that, then cool, all right? Then yes, but until they have proven that they have the ability and knowledge and, and track record of not only growing something, but scaling it and being able to maintain it, then really, why should you give them your money? 
Otherwise, it is just a gamble. Anyone can go to Vegas and put down a couple hundred dollars on red and just let them spin the wheel. If that is how you roll, then sure, that is cool. But at the end of the day, how I'm looking at this stuff and how I think a lot of people can look at this stuff, evaluate some of these, especially if you're uh, playing with a very tight budget or maybe you're someone who is not even in the space yet and you're just doing your homework, evaluating it from that standpoint. So I said all of that just to really say that even during these times when crazy things are happening, there are still going to be people that are having a, a track record of founding and starting different things. They have a track record of success, history. And I'm not saying that someone can't get it right for the very first time and hit it out of the park, but definitely the people that you can bank on for making it through these times are the people that have already proven that they could do it in other areas of life. Because a lot of these different things, I wouldn't even say is necessarily a Web3 quality or a tech quality. It is really the person, their discipline, their determination to weather the storm and all these different things. And if someone has gone through three, four companies already, even if they've already failed and they are someone who's resilient, they get back up. That is a lot different in quality and that can translate over into Web3 NFTs. It really doesn't matter. So that's why I'm saying, okay, these founders and these people are very important. So getting away from the whole everything is anonymous and what have you is something that I'm going to see or expecting to see more of in the future, especially as if times do get rough and that we're starting to see some of these prices start to creep up and what have you. And the more money that is involved, the more is at stake more transparency is going to be required. And so going forward, I hope uh, you you can make some wise decisions in these crazy times. And it's not all doom and gloom. I actually see the bright side of everything. And I'm really excited about everything going forward. Quite a few projects that I see uh, that I'm willing to get involved with. And while everything is down, I think this is a great time for me personally to get involved with ETH and everything over there. Six months ago, I was like, no, there's no way I'm going over to Ethereum because gas prices and everything. Sure, everything they throw up to the sky is going to the moon. But now that everything is sort of settling down, I'm more willing to go over there during the bad times. So it might seem ironic. Someone might be saying, why would you go over now? You were so against Ethereum so long. And now that everything is down, you want to go over there? Yeah, that is the reason why. I think it's a lot easier to weed through everything during these times. So with that said, I hope you found that informative. I hope you are able to just look at the uh, market and everything that's going on in a different lens. I would love to know what you think. If you have any questions, did I say anything that was a little confusing or whatever? Hopefully you find this interesting. You like the take that I'm actually using examples from the real world, corporate outside of this digital spare and the metaverse and all this stuff to try to bridge everything together so that not only can you share this information with people that you can actually explain it to your family or your friends that are trying to figure out what exactly are you trying to get into? So if you did find this content really helpful or just interesting, whatever it is, I would appreciate it if you would leave me a review in whatever podcasting app that you are using. I know it absolutely helps out with uh, the searching and for people that are just looking for something new to listen to, if there's a review there and it does help the app to actually recommend that to more people. And of course, just with anything, you're going to a new restaurant, you're going to a, a new doctor, whatever it is, you're going to look up at ratings and you're buying something off of Amazon, some stars or whatever it might be, it does play into your influence as to what you click in, or in this case, what you listen to. So I'd really appreciate it. And thank you for spending this time with me. So as usual, I will see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.